friends, Chris Sauter, lead pastor at Neighborhood Church. We work hard at creating content every week that is life-giving and inspiring for people to live a full life. So we're inviting people who find this stream to be life-giving and encouraging to consider becoming a sustaining member at Neighborhood Church. That could be a one-time gift or to subscribe monthly. And you can do that at neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Thank you, friends, and enjoy the message. Mike and I met uh, when we worked at a, a, a church from years past, and Mike was uh, a low. Were you an intern? Yeah, you, no. Yeah. 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 He was a, a great, highly respected intern uh, that um, uh, in the kids' ministry. What, what do we call it? Kids' ministry. And Mike Rayway won the heart of my children, which that's an easy way to win my heart. Mike is an outstanding uh, man, he's an average golfer. And. Um, Mike works for um, St. Louis County, correct? Right? I want to get it not to say the St. Louis County. Um, and Mike and I have had some uh, really, really great conversations on uh, a lot of different things. And so, um, Mike, I asked Mike to, to speak because he is, um, he is wise. He's incredibly, incredibly uh, wise. Right. So, give it a round of applause for Mike. Come on, give it up. Everyone in the building, give it up. <coughs> Even your own girlfriend won't clap for you. <laughs> adjust this. Uh, we put it higher so Chris can feel better about himself. So. <laughs> All right. Well, um, where do I begin? Thank you, everybody, for having me here today. Well, thank you to Chris. I guess you guys didn't really have anything to do with it, but <laughs> um, but I just, I thank Chris for letting me come and speak today, and um, I think if you know me, Typically, I'm a little bit more upbeat, cheery, talk kind of fast. Uh, I was going to talk about some other things this week. I was going to talk about uh, my experiences and, and what it meant to be a person of color growing up in the Christian church and focus on that a lot uh, and, and just kind of my deconstruction of Christianity. But in light of recent events, I'm going to shift that a little bit. I just felt really led to... Um, Kind of, as Chris was talking about, I, again, this is hard for me to say um, just because I'm feeling a lot this week, as is a lot of us, and, and especially people of color right now. So I just felt led to speak my mind about those things. So um, I guess I don't apologize in advance of um, some of the challenges that I'm going to throw out there, some of my own thoughts, um, my own experiences. So what we'll do today is I will share my experience growing up um, a little bit. I'll talk about my experiences as a person of color, and uh, hopefully by the end of today, you can walk away with, um, I won't say like this expert manual on what to do next, but just a better understanding of, of one person of color's experience in this world. And if I can share a little bit of my heart on that, 
that hopefully you'll come away with a better understanding of what it's like to be a person of color, the pain that we endure, the things that we have to go through so that you can really help make change in, in the way that you are. And if you are a person of color, hopefully this is just a, um, a spot that you can come and hear somebody else speak up and, and stand with you through this hall. So uh, again, I'm Mike Valdez. As Chris already gave me a little bit uh, of an intro, I've, uh, man, I, I grew up in Minneapolis. I've been in Duluth for the last 15 years. Oh man, I just turned 34, I'm old. So yeah, 15 years now uh, that I've been in Duluth. I've been in ministry pretty much the whole time that I've been in Duluth. So, um, and been a part of this community that whole time as well. So a couple things before we get going here today. Again, uh, I told you what, what, what I'm gonna talk about, but I really wanna dive deeper into it. I know over the last year or so, um, especially since George Floyd's murder and especially in this part of the country and in this part of the state, we've done a lot of, um, and within this community, we've done a lot of change talk, right? Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna be better, we're gonna be better. We're gonna have more difficult conversations. We're gonna read some books. We, we, you know, the word bias has been thrown out a lot, but I wanna challenge that further because it's not making that much of a difference right now in the world if we just continue to talk about it. So I wanna share some examples of mine um, and my story and hopefully it can spark us to some more change and some deeper change than we're already at. Like level two, Chris gave you level one. Uh, oh, well actually I shouldn't say that because there's been a lot of amazing people that have been on here and talked about it. Um, and I don't wanna take away from anything, anybody's experiences. So again, maybe this is just again, my experience that will maybe be another perspective that will help you in your own journey. One thing that I do wanna say starting off is um, kind of the theme of what I'm talking about today is I want you to listen to just that, the theme. I want you to listen to my story as a whole rather than maybe pick apart and dissect little words that I say, or if I say something wrong or if something that I said didn't exactly make sense. I want you to think about the, the idea, the flavor of what I'm talking about as a whole. Um, and I'll get into a little bit more why that's super important and why that actually helps us make change. But really, to start off and just give you a flavor of it, I think that that's exactly what Christ calls us to do. As I've been doing some deconstruction of the Bible and looking at what does the Bible really mean, what does it really point us to over, over the last year or two, what I've realized is, especially with the parables, as Jesus came and spoke in parables, which he mainly did in the Bible, I've come to the understanding that when he speaks in parables, that's a parable in itself for us not just to live a good life, but to, to challenge our beliefs, to challenge authority, to challenge systems, to challenge uh, the things that we see. And, and how that in itself, when you can do that, when you can challenge your own understanding and grow from that, how that is what leads you to be more connected to people rather than just pretending or saying I love people and I'm gonna include people. But when you can actually understand people, that really is what um, sparks you to change. So I'll really get into that here. Uh, again, I don't proclaim to be an expert in anything. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about some things, but again, please remember, these are my thoughts. These are my experiences. I, it might not be every person of color's thoughts and their experiences. Uh, I'm not saying all of this is exact truth. I'm just trying to point us to change. I'm point, trying to point us to um, growth within ourselves through my story. So please hear that. Uh, one other thing is I will not be quoting the Bible today, and that's very specific, and I just heard a collective gasp. <gasps> He's not going to quote the Bible? Oh, man, what's he doing? Get him out of here. 
I'm doing that for a very specific reason. I've been doing a lot of, again, deconstructing of the Bible, and I have come to realize that um, it's a lot more than I ever realized. And I have not had enough time to the things that I would want to quote to look into the cultural context and the translation of those verses. So therefore, I cannot guarantee that they would be that those were meant to translate the message that I would be using them for. So I'm going to forego that and I'm more so going to talk about the Bible and the story of God as a whole when I'm referencing. Last thing before we get going, it's important for me to identify who I am, give you my biases, my point of view, so you can keep that in mind. I identify as a male. I uh, identify as straight. I'm 33 years old. I am a Minnesotan. I am Native Mexican or Mexican-American. Uh, and I'm not married. And... I'm a better golfer than Chris. So those are, though, but again, that's my perspective on the world. And, and I think bias is extremely important because all the things that I'm not and that I don't identify in, I'm going to have biased against those things. And I'm working through those right now. So if there are things that I say that could seem insensitive to any of those things that I'm not, I'm well aware of that. And I am, and I am, um, on a daily basis, I, I am working on acknowledging those biases and, and becoming better. And I hope that you can too. So let's go. Let's get into my story. Ah, oh, it's so fun. Started off as a uh, Christian home, Christian school, Christian family. I, you know the classic. Uh, we don't have to go through it. Um, it you, you know the story. You, you've heard it a thousand times. But where my story starts to kick off, and especially being a person of color, is when I got to junior high. Went to a Christian school. So coming into junior high, coming into a public school where there it wasn't talking about God all day long, I started to realize that there are a lot of amazing people that were not Christians. And so what that started sparking is something's off. We're missing something within Christianity, within what I'm being taught at church. We're missing something. It's, it's not adding up, right? What, what I'm hearing is that if you don't believe in God, you're not following God, and you're not engaging in Christian things, you're evil. And, um, and basically, you don't, get to go to, you don't get to go to heaven. So you've got to perform, right? So Chris has talked a lot about that, so I'm not going to get into that. that. That trend continued through high school, same thing, started meeting some amazing people, and um, started questioning even more. So by the, by the end of high school, I was, I was really thinking, I, I don't know if I can do this anymore. I don't really want to be in church. You know, the classic, oh, I walked away from church. Again, everybody's done it. Um, well, maybe not everybody. But that, just that classic story of walking away from church, I'm going to figure out my, things my own. But the important part of my story is that it was all about me thinking or knowing there, there's something more than what we are learning. There's something more than we are experiencing. So... Uh, Fast forward to 23 years old, met Chris, best day of my life, and we were doing ministry together, you know, I was in children's ministry, and I, oh man, at the age of 23, I gave everything. I gave everything to the ministry, I gave everything to the cause, I was leading small groups, I was doing prayer ministry, I was uh, serving in Vineyard Kids, uh, what do you call it, children's ministry, that's what Chris can think, Ch serving in children's ministry, um, teaching Sunday school. I did that for like seven, eight, nine years, all those things, going to conferences. Um, and really, 
And that was, those things were amazing. I, I don't want to speak negatively because those really helped me understand my connection to the divine and where I'm at. But again, through all of that, there's something not right. This is not adding up. So where that led me is four years ago, over four years ago, I started working um, in a job where I was working with Native American families, actually kind of just right here on, on res quite a bit, um, but all over the state of Minnesota. And I was hired by a Native woman to work on a Native team that primarily worked with Native kids in child protection. So when that happened and I started diving into this team that was extremely dedicated to uh, serving the Native people and I started exploring Native culture and spirituality so I could better understand the folks that I'm working with so I could make better decisions to help guide their lives, I really, that's when it started clicking. All those things that I had thought of my whole life where it's like something's a little off started to resonate and say, you know what, there, there definitely is something bigger here than just Christianity. Well, here's the kicker. At the same time as I'm kind of questioning my spiritual things, this mentor of mine, this um, supervisor of mine started questioning me. Mike, who are you as a man? What do you identify as? Oh, you know, I, I'm white. I guess I've got some native heritage. She said, no, you, you are a person of color. That's the way the world sees you. And this is mind-boggling because I, uh, the way that our system is set up is as a person of color, I thought myself white because of the way white supremacy works and systemic racism works, I just viewed myself as white because I wanted to be white because that got me ahead. And I'm not talking about like I wanted to listen to like Hootie and the Blowfish and Nickelback, <laughs> not that kind of white. I'm talking about like at my heart, just like pretending that I got in, um, got along with white people or that I saw things the way white people did or I could think less of people that were darker than me, like that kind of white. So as I started realizing, oh man, I am a person of color, and now I could start to identify with the native um, community, it just like, I started realizing it's all intertwined. Um, white Christianity is, is so dangerous. And, and, it was, and it was this idea that I'm a person of color, but also I need to question um, everything. So I started questioning my whiteness. I started questioning um, who I was as a man, as a person of color. I started questioning my spiritual beliefs. And this, and this leads us up to um, last year. So just prior to that, let me back up, is I, it started really hurting is what it did. Because once I realized, oh, I am a person of color and that's the way the world had seen me, all of a sudden there was all these, oh man, there were all of these explanations for why I was treated the way that I was my whole life. And I, and I really went into this. I thought about this deeply because it wasn't all just that. Of course, there's some things, I'm quirky, I've got some mental health issues, things like that. But there were a lot of things when I did the math, it's like, oh, that happened because you were a person of color. People thought of you like that because you're a person of color. So if you can imagine, let me try to do this through my story right now. If you can imagine putting yourself in that shoe, you're in, in my shoes, um, just a few years ago of, if you can imagine that everything in your life, when you felt less than, when you have felt like you didn't get picked for this, or you, this person didn't like you because of that, or you lost these friends because of that, or somebody didn't believe you because of this, all had one central like explanation, it was a lot to take on. And, 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 it, was, and it was really, really starting to hurt. And, and I was and I was talking with a friend about this is this is what it looks like. It looks like I started realizing that my whole life people were nice to me, of course. I had friends, I had 
parents, I had, I had um, friends, family, teachers, people that loved me poured into me, but it always felt slightly empty. It always felt like there was, it was all these things, but, and there's this, the slight, but, and now I know what it was. It was unchecked bias of Mike is an amazing person, but at the end of the day, he's still a person of color, which means that he's slightly less than. So I, I haven't experienced a lot of overt, overt, overt racism in my life. I haven't. I've been called a lot of names. Um, I've never had a gun fired at me. I've never been pulled out of a police car, but I have been taken less seriously. And, and sometimes that can be more damaging as I'm talking to my friends of color. It's like, <sighs> to just feel less than as a person, like that is extremely important for those of you that don't understand that or don't identify as a person of color. It's important to understand that it's just, there is so much of us that are just, all of us, I would say, are, are just feeling less than, even if it's slightly, we're still less than. So this got really dark um, last year. I was in a really low place because I was just kind of done. I was worn out. I, I went pretty deep into depression, most I've ever had in my life. Um, after George Floyd and I, I didn't care too much if I lived or died. I wasn't, I wasn't suicidal, but I was just over this life. I was like, this is, this is boring. This is, I'm over this. Like there's, there's not a lot of goodness here. I'm not impressed. There's not tons of joy. How can there be when, when everybody treats you like this? And, and some of that still remains true. Some of those things I still believe, but a lot of that was my processing. And where it flipped and where I popped out and where I am today is I started thinking about, okay, I'm dealing with this now, Mike, but you have friends, you have people that you grew up with, you have colleagues, you have family that have been going through this and have been aware of this their whole life. I look at the whole native community, the people that I work with, their elders that have experienced this since this country was founded and they're still going and they're still fighting for change and they're still doing it peacefully. So why should I not be doing the exact same thing? So um, after some processing, I, I had to pull myself up. Um, I'll go through the next part kind of quickly. I was asked to lead um, a, a BIPOC inclusive group for um, all of St. Louis County, um, where we talked about shared experiences, had a safe place to, to to meet with each other and just talk and um, and then really start to um, form some leadership ideas out of that and some change. And now all of us are working hand in hand with um, a lot of white allies at the county um, on a diversity, equity, and inclusion team to really do some systemic change on a whole. So that's really exciting. So I've lived and breathed this for the last four years and especially over the last year, this is, this is all I've done. Um, I have been reading, I've been listening to podcasts, I've been having conversations, I've been fighting for this. And, and so that's where I am today. That's where my story ends up. So as I kind of go into the last part here, maybe the, the most, um, I would, I don't know if I would say exciting part of the, of the message, but, um, I was able to do that by, like I said, just getting up and going and growing and saying, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna fight every day. I'm gonna challenge my bias every day. I'm gonna learn more about what it means to be a person of color. I'm gonna learn more about systemic racism. I'm gonna learn more about um, the issues that we face and, and I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna challenge, I'm gonna grow and I'm gonna do that every day in every experience. So that's where I start with 
with my kind of message to all of you. And this uh, last section, I kind of called it um, the what now. You know, what's, what's next? What do we do now with all this information? So just that. We need to, if we are calling ourselves human beings, or in this capacity, if we are calling ourselves um, followers of Christ, this is not this is not reading white supremacy and having a hard conversation with somebody in your life. If you've done that, awesome. I think there's value in that, uh, but it, it's not helping anything. Like that's not making change. That's, that's this, this requires so much more. This is a lifestyle change. Like I said before, that's what I firmly believe Christ was intended to do, to challenge us to a lifestyle change and honestly for exactly things just like this. If he didn't come for just things like this, he did, we know that. Um, this, is, this is a day in and day out. This is an, a full understanding of your biases. This is a full understanding of how those affect you and your view of the world. And then challenging those every day, making yourself uncomfortable, doing things that, um, that you would never do. This is, this is challenging yourself. And, and with that, this is, this is learning, a commitment. So I kind of, um, I kind of came up with like a, uh, not a, like a starter kit, like a starter list. And my computer's frozen right now and I cannot scroll up and I, so I'm gonna go off memory here for the last part, but maybe that's better because this is gonna be me speaking from the heart. Um, I came up with this list to follow through, um, but I know this stuff because I've been living and breathing. So first, Learn, 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 learn. I can't stress that enough. Learn. Question, question, question. As you're learning, question everything. Question um, what, you've been, what you've been taught within Christianity. Question um, your views on the world. And, and this is not meant to be bad. This is what brings us to exactly what we're doing. This is what brings us to see other people um, for who they truly are. As I have done that, I have never looked at human beings or I've never looked at my neighbors, um, whether they are a different gender than I am, a different race, or whether they identify different sexually. I've never in my whole life seen people more evenly without that discrimination than I have. And it's because I challenged everything. And it's not just me. The conversations that I'm having with my peers that are doing the same thing, same story for them. They have never felt more connected to people because they've challenged their beliefs, they've challenged who they are, and they've pushed against those. So learn, 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 question, question, question. Uh, read, read about, read about the, the, the true history of this country. Read about the Constitution, the, the presidents, the, the foundation of what we are. Read about um, the laws that govern us understand these things more, more deeply. Uh, look into, read on, uh, learn. Learn what, dis what disparity actually looks like. Don't just listen to it on, um, on a sermon here. Uh, don't just w read a post on Instagram. Learn this stuff. If you go to school, if you go to college, you don't just go to one class and you have it. It's a sustained effort of constantly learning. This is not just, I'm gonna have a conversation and, and, and tell people I, I know what to do. This is going out and doing it. 
that learning aspect, listening to podcasts, reading books, um, it, doing this, be educating yourself. And I, and honestly, prior, it needs to be priority. Because if it's not, we're not going to change. And this is not going to end. And there's so many of us that are asking the question, how can this happen again? How can Dante write happen again? It's because we're not doing the work. It's because we're reading one book. It's because we're having a few conversations. It's because we're feeling good about ourselves. I, don't, I only know two white people to this day that, that I actually feel get it. <laughs> I think one of you is listening right now, so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> that have really done the work, that have dove in, that have made this an everyday priority. I know most of you think you get it, but if you did, we wouldn't be where we're at. So I don't take that as a, a bash, but I take that as a, we need to do better. That's, that's, where, that's where I land with that. We need to do better. It's a challenge. It's like, I love the efforts that everybody has made in this community. That's why I'm here today. I didn't want to be here. Chris sent me a message last night. Hey, how are you feeling about tomorrow? You ready to do this? And my answer was no. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be here. I, as a person of color, I don't want to be educating everybody. I have to live this. I, I've been having to fight back tears, frustration, anger this entire time. I've had to put on this front that I'm this happy person because if I'm not, I'm going to be looked at even less than. I have to do that in my job. I have to do this all day long. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But I'm here because I care. I care about this community. I care about the people that are putting in the effort here. I care about this, this county. I care about this state. I care about this country. I care about this world. I care about my white friends. I care about my Christian friends. I care about my white Christian family. I love people and I feel that that's what Jesus has called us to do. And, but the only way we can fully love people is if we're understanding where they're coming from. And right now, as white folks, you don't understand where people of color are coming from. So that's my challenge. And again, I, I give you a lot of um, a lot of props, for lack of better terms, for doing the work that you have. But this is just my call to do better. We have to. So I'll kind of leave you with some with some thoughts that I have. Um, I know I kind of gave you that wish list or wish list that uh, starter kit. Um, I'm gonna be reach. I just thought of this now. I'm gonna reach out to um, Bree and see if she can link it in the notes um, for some of the things that. Um, some of the resources that I found helpful, kind of starting you off, a number of podcasts. Um, some of them are Christian-based. Some are just speaking to um, just disparities and to white privilege, things like that. But these are all really good things that have even helped me form a clearer understanding. But again, these are just the starting point. I've got like, now my challenge is probably like six months a year, and that's just for starters of day in and day out work. So what does this look like? What from today? Start learning today. Get together with friends. Learn about this stuff. Don't, don't ignore the past. Don't ignore the things that have happened in, in the systems that are and how, this, and how this has affected us. Every single day, my challenge to you is first learn what your biases are. Like do that like yesterday. Look at everything that you are. I, I gave you who I am at the beginning of this. If you don't remember, rewind. 
I told you who I am and the lenses that I see. Who are you? What lenses do you see the world through? And how are those impacting every decision that you make every day and every interaction you have with people every single day? Once you figure that out, challenge those every day. If you said, if you're a man and you had said no to a woman, they, hey, can you give me a ride? And you said no. Question, why is that? Did I say no because I think that I'm better than? Small example. We can do better. Again, this is just a fraction. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I was joking on the car ride here with, with, um, with my friend and with my girlfriend and, and saying, um, I should do a series because this is just the tip of the iceberg. If I can talk Chris into a series, maybe I can. And maybe I can come back and dive more into details on these things. Or maybe there's going to be wonderful speakers after me that do just that. But this is the tip of the iceberg that we have to do better. We can do better. Bias is extremely important. Our perspective is extremely important. Questioning is extremely important because it is hurting people. It is killing people. It is suppressing people. My brothers and sisters shouldn't have to live their lives. I shouldn't have to live my life feeling less than, feeling afraid. And if you question that and you don't believe that, I, I honestly, and, and if you can't do this every day, if this can't be something that's on your mind every day, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think I can, you can call yourself anti-racist because that's what it takes, is it, is, is, is it takes that understanding. And again, this isn't a threat. This isn't a try to put you down. It's a, it's a reality check because I know all of your hearts are there. I know your hearts are wanting to be anti-racist. I know your hearts are wanting to love people. That's why, again, that's why I'm here. I know I've been a part of this community. I know that. I know why my white friends want to do. That's why I'm here to tell you you're just missing the mark a little bit because I would want you to do the same for me. Well, you have done the same for me. People are telling me every single day I'm missing the mark on one thing or another, and I love that because it helps me get back on track to what I truly want to do with my heart. I don't want to be going down the wrong way. I want somebody to tell me to turn back, and that's what I'm doing here for you today. So thank you, folks. I know there was a number of other things that I had on for today, but I just, I'm feeling that that's, that's where I'm going to end today is, is um, thank you for listening. And, and I hope again that you just listen to my story and that that hopefully can spark you um, to, to some more change and, and, to, and to understanding yourself so that we can do exactly what um, the creator, Christ, whatever you believe in would have for us to love each other more, to understand each other more, to care about each other deeply, and just to draw us closer to the divine. So again, thank you. All right, thanks, Mike. If you want to um, engage further or have some questions, um, Mike, you can follow him on, uh, what's it? He's on Instagram, if you'd like to follow him on Instagram. Um, and if, we will put some of the resources that um, he uh, is going to share. We'll, we'll throw them uh, on our Facebook page, um, and you can, you can get all the information there. So, again, thank you for being a part of this conversation. Thank you, Mike, for sharing your lived experience. Um, and we'll see you next week.